Sports, Anarchy, and Lumber, it's Pun Intensive. Welcome to Pun Intensive. We have a normal size group today. Uh, all are veterans of this podcast. And um, I don't know, who here was in the Civil War? Okay. Hey, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. What do you mean normal size group? Three of us are over six feet two. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, that's true. Oh, wow. Supersize me. <laughs> so let me introduce you to our panel. Is the groom skinny as a rune, or is Debray big, fat, and wide? A rune Debray, a man planning a route to his liquor cabinet to goon get hymered after the show, David Guggenheim, taking the highway to Halleck, Gary Halleck. Ireland's that way, and France is that way. Francis McGrath and me. My Faisal launch a thousand ships, but they're not likely to get anywhere. Aaron Faisal. We're going to start off, as always, with Zinger of the Week. Zinger of the Week, where we ask each of our panelists to share personal anecdotes and experiences in the world of Workaday Word Play. Let's start off with O. Henry Punoff, contestant and winner of multiple things that can be won, Arun Debray. Hello, Arun. Hello. What's your zero uh, of the week? So I'm a math grad student at UT. And one important thing that happens to PhD students is you do a candidacy exam. So what that means is you give a talk and the audience includes professors. And the point of the talk is to show that you're prepared to start doing research. There's a tradition after the student inevitably passes the exam to send a congratulatory email filled with puns. So my friend Charlie did candidacy today and he passed. So I got to send the email. And the thing that I wanted to mention is that his, his talk was about something called a character variety. And yes, he really did argue his case end to end in front of a variety of characters. And I thought that was kind of cute. Producer of the O. Henry Punoff, including this year's virtual punniest of show, David Guggenheim. Hello, Goog, David. Goog, Today I heard when I woke up this morning that the president has been tested positive for COVID-19. And I was reading along and I was thinking, you know, he should have kept his face COVID. And then um, I uh, went on to wonder, should everybody get a test? And then I thought, no, I'm just masking for a friend. <laughs> Brilliant. And then we have former producer of the O. Henry Punoff and co-producer of this very podcast. And as David mentioned, winner of many, many things, Gary Halleck. Hello, Halleck. What is your Zinger of the Week? And before you answer that, I just want you to know that you only have about 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to try to keep it down to 10 minutes. I was watching the Tour de France this year. And if you've ever seen the Tour de France, one of the best things about it is watching the aerial shots of the riders going past these hay fields and sunflower fields and everything. And all the locals get out there and they paint pictures. Like if they're in the cheese country, they set up a thing that looks like a big wheel of cheese or something. And so the commentators, as the bike riders are riding by, usually make note of, oh yeah, well, this is, you know, sunflower country. So they made a giant sunflower, right? And so the one I was looking at, it says, we are recycling, an outline of a bicycle. It says, we are recycling. And the commentator says, uh, we are recycling. Uh, I'm not so sure what that means. Maybe the community is interested in recycling. Totally, totally clueless. There, there's a pun. It's 50 <laughs> feet wide on the ground here. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Pick it up. <laughs> they had spoken. <laughs> you know what you call a frozen bike, right? A what? Bicycle. Bicycle. 
Nice ah, the audience just heard the voice of pun off judge, pun off contestant, pun intensive regular, and winner of many, many pun related contests, Francis McGrath. Hey, Francis. Hey, so last week was the super intense football game between UT and Texas Tech, and uh, uh, what a game to watch. But I did find myself at one point screaming at the TV, protect the ball. <laughs> Usually you wear an athletic cup for that, don't you? <laughs> hey, help out a confused grad student. Did we win? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Spoken by a math grad student. I have been to a football game in my life. <laughs> Several. I've been to literally 40, uh, 10 each season of my four high school years. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, we have something in store for you. Stick around. start off with a game called Mind Your Own Business. Mind Your Own Business. The idea is that you are a consultant. If anybody comes to you and says, hey, this is my business, what do you think I should name it? You will come up with some very clever, hopefully fantastic names. Also, for bonus points, if you can tell us how you would answer the phone. So, for example, if the topic were furniture, you would say, ring, ring, ring. Thanks for calling Davenport Ashore. It's an auto man who doesn't like our savings. Um, There's a reason why I use that one. I will never have to say it again. Zoom has this great new feature where if you're looking in gallery view, you can actually rearrange everyone's faces. Yeah, it's called Picasso mode. Wait, below my nose now? Uh, below your mustache, yeah. Oh, I do need to shave my unibrow. It is a huge improvement, by the way, Aaron. Thank you, I think. So, we're going to start off with our first business. Our first business is a pizza joint. So, what's a good thing to name a pizza joint, and how might you answer the phone? Ring, ring. Thank you for calling Cutter's Pizza. Don't bother calling if you don't have any dough. <laughs> there, that, that excellent. Perfect. All right, David, you're up. Imagine pizza, and I would answer the phone, give pizza a chance. Nice. <laughs> Gary? Oh, ring, ring. ring. Uh, hello, uh, you've reached Gary's Pizza Parlor. We're ready to download your order. Give me a pizza your mind. <laughs> One of y'all made me think of this, and I didn't come up with it, but it's funny enough to share. We were referring to something that was easy, and someone said, piece of cake. And uh, uh, a buddy said, pizza cake? I call that a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> now that joke has layers. <laughs> Speaking of which, Arun, let's hear yours. Hello, hello. This is Do It Yourself Pizza. You freeze them, we cheese them. <laughs> I got a better pizza name now. Aunt Chovy's Pizza. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Ring, ring, ring. Welcome to Aunt Chovy's. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, I love it. How about if we also sold lasagna? We'd call it Antipastas. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, do you have any family-related? Uh... What? 
family related what you know that subgenre family related pizza puns it's, it's a very very special niche you, you have reached no pan intended pizza straight from the brick oven we will give you a slice which you will really enjoy from the brick coven oh br- oh okay Oh, Uh, that'd be good for our Halloween episode. How about Star Wars pizza? (laughs) Apply now for a job of the hut. (laughs) Next, you're going to tell me ham shot first. (laughs) I'm I'm actually in the process of opening a pizza shop for dogs. It's called Pepperonis. Oh, good. Will the paparazzi be covering the opening day? (laughs) We could come back to this later and call it sausage advice. <laughs> ring me up. Ring me up. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, 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 kids. You have reached Krusty the Clone's Springfield Pizzeria. Take home a real deal. That was the worst impression. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a great bun. All right. So I don't know what that business ended up choosing, but they did end up becoming very, very wealthy and got you a great reputation. So now you have tons of people asking you to name their business. And in fact, you got approached by a lumber yard. Wouldn't you know it? Lumber. (laughs) And set me up here. Ring, ring, ring. This is wouldn't you know it? Lumber. We're here to give you wood. Ah, that must have been hard to think up. I don't know about that, Francis. I think you're kind of being a naughty pine. But um, I I was thinking, you know, we sell more than just wood. We offer lumbar support. Ring me up. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. You've reached Trees A Crowd Lumberyard. Do you have bored feet? Come on down. You'll plank us later. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, Francis. Ring, ring, ring. This is Sandy. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the lumber yard where you've been poplar since birch. <laughs> and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hi, welcome to Studio 54. Lumber for everyone. We will lumberjack you up and we sell rings inside everyone. Ring, ring, ring. Are you pining to spruce up your yard? Well, welcome to Safe Arbor. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't have a pun now, but I had two before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, excellent. <laughs> you, you heard about the Lumberman's Association? They're considered a splinter group. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hello, you've reached the branch office of the boardroom. <laughs> nothing boring here it's tough to work there because they never get to leave (laughs) anyone else got any more i think we nailed it yeah i saw (laughs) this This is not a drill repeat this is not a drill (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those jokes that you know if you're in a relationship a long time you make the same joke over and over again and anytime i'm hanging something on the wall and pull out the stud finder in front of my wife, I always do the same joke of <laughs> holding it up to me and making it beep. <laughs> I think that's just a universal thing in relationships. Anthropologists will discover an uncontacted tribe deep in the forest in Brazil. 
And they will find that they have stud finders and that the men of the tribe do the same thing. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, probably not here first, but. All right, Gary. All right. I'm going off half cock. What, what is this, a nail gun? Okay, so, ring, ring, ring. Hi, you have reached Lumberjack and Jill, the, <laughs> the home improvement center for couples. We saw your problem, Peg, and we're not sure that he can cut it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm still waiting for the Babe the Blue Ox reference. <laughs> <laughs> and Babe the Blue Ox. <laughs> I heard they cut all their uh, wood with a blue axe. <laughs> Do they also treat bunions? <laughs> uh, that's that's brilliant. Okay, you did get one more client. This was actually just a, a, a very small independent business. It was a clown. Uh, it was a gentleman who uh, hadn't really thought of a good clown name. He kind of wants to do maybe birthday parties or large events or something like that. Um, how, if you were him, would you introduce yourself on the phone? Hello, hello. This is Steve King, the It Clown of the Year. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you- you you sure don't want me to do my Krusty the Clown impression again? <laughs> <laughs> to feed me the lines, I'll do it for you. <laughs> hey, 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 kids! <laughs> it's your old friend Bozo. <laughs> so, is he like a great lover and brings all the women to the Bozone? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What that means. No, I've got one. Okay, welcome to Dave's competitive clown farm, where we go for the juggler. Ring, ring, ring. Ah, you like three rings? You'll like three ring circuses. Call now for a et cetera, et cetera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank pun. <laughs> okay, but the pun was already there. The blank no, I love it. That's really there. funny. <laughs> how about, how about, as you just heard, it's a three ring circus. <laughs> That's probably better, yeah. <laughs> hey, Francis, ring, ring, ring. Hey, this is Wiggy's Clown, where we kiss and make up. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Howdy, duty. My phone's not working so well. It's not as clear as a bell. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I want to know, does the Blue Man Group count as clowns? Uh, sure, sure. All right, ring me up. Ring, ring, ring. Hi, you have reached Smurfette. I am a member of the Blue Band Group. Actually, I divorced the Smurfs because now I'm their babe, the Blue X. <laughs> we will never get those 15 seconds back. <laughs> just, had to, just had to get that one in by special request. I have a question. If a clown opened a pizza parlor that was only open on Sunday, would it be called Jesus Krusty's? <laughs> and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, honey, I'm sorry. Would it, would it would it be called Jesus Krusties? There you go. <laughs> That's there you go. There you go. He fixed it. Double pun. Right. Double. I'd scream on Sundays if I went there. And with that, we are going to take a break. But when we come back, honey, I can't find my anarchies. Stick around. We're back. 
Today's discussion is actually going to be a game, and we're going to go ahead and move hosting duties to Francis, whose idea it was to play this game. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, give you the floor, Francis. Okay. My wife gave me a game that was advertised, and I still see it advertised on Facebook, called Puns of Anarchy. I I just want to start off by saying it's really, really fun. We had a couple people over, and it's a lot like Cards Against Humanity. Mm. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) And Arun, I miss you so much. I'm really glad you're back in town. (laughs) Thank you. It's Uh, good to be here. So it's um, in some ways it's a little bit like pun slingers in the pun off, but one thing that makes it, I think, particularly challenging, at least for me, is you're playing multiple categories at the same time, and so it can be kind of tricky. At least my usual muscles for making puns is to stick to a subject and to like keep flipping subjects. I found it particularly challenging, which I think made it also more fun. But just as an example, here's one of the category cards. It's called medical conditions. So if I had this card in front of me, then you would have pun cards and you could take a card and play it on my category. So I'm just going to grab some here as an example. The first one I grabbed says Dawn of the Dead. So if you can make that into a pun about medical conditions. Now, honestly, I probably would just play it without changing it because to me, dead is a medical condition. I think a better example is this card says chocolate chip cookie dough. So I would play this by changing the D in dough to a C. And so it'd be chocolate chip cookie cough. So it's not a rhymed pun, but it works really well on the card. Life of pie. I would just add an E to the end of that. And that would be a medical condition. Dallas Cowboys. I would change that into a calloused. Cowboys. So I'm going to pick another topic and I'm going to throw out some cards and you try to pun off of this topic. The topic I, I picked is my childhood. So that refers to you personally. So when you make this joke, it's going to be about you. And what's fun is, you know, you're each judging each other. So who cares really what the rules are? And the rules are actually really funny. They pretty much just say, have some fun with this people. So. <laughs> I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes for this. All right, well, let's have at it then. So you're going to try to change these cards into something about your childhood. The first one, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Can you turn that into something about your childhood? So the idea is you want to change around the card. Like imagine you're writing on this card. So Uh I would take it and say Terminator 2, Judgment, apostrophe S, Judgments Day out like mommy's day out or whatever okay okay gary i I got i got one uh my well my 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 childhood memory is going to baskin robbins and standing there in front of the 32 flavors trying to decide which one i want you know so it's like uh i'm a determined eater to fudge mint day That's what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So most of the following is true. The scoutmaster in my troop, when I was in scouts, is named Herman. And his son is named Herman. So he's Herman too. And one day, Herman the Younger and I were hanging out and we were watching the campfire and I got some soot on his face. And what they called that is Herminator 2 Smudgement Day. (laughs) 
I used one of those devices that people use for checking temperature. And the uh, thing was, is that I, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to make room in my herb garden. So I used a thermometer to nudge mint day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I found a better topic that could be more fun. Let's, let's try a different topic here. This is white people nonsense. And <laughs> that's the category. All right, I'm going to have fun with this one. So the, 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 the card you want to manipulate and change is Brave New World. So how can you make Brave New World be about white people nonsense? Is Brave New World, is that a reference Audio to something Huxley. other than... It's a book. It's a book. Okay, so it's a reference to the book. There yes, we go. Okay. a book that's very similar to Catch... Not Catch-22. What's 1984 um, is what you're thinking of. 1984, yes. yes. No, I'm familiar with that. I just wasn't quite sure what we're... So, and, and you guys have been working too hard at this. Remember, all you're supposed to do is mark up the card. So just as another example, Brave New World, I would just mark the B out. So it's Rave New World, having a rave. And to me, that would be a good example of white people nonsense. How about Crave New World? But that's yes. not exactly white people nonsense. How about white people need a brave new word? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Brave new weird. There you go. Ah, oh, nice. All right, let's try Fleetwood Mac, which in itself might be white people nonsense, but can we pun off of that? Actually, I, I, I just have to say, it. I don't know how this happened, but the cards in front of me for white people nonsense, it's Fleetwood Mac, Clint Eastwood, the Beach Boys, and the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Somebody stacked the deck. <laughs> how about uh, Fleetwood Mac and Cheese? That's good. Yeah, you was, got it. That, that, that should win by a landslide. Fleet, Fleetwood, <laughs> Fleetwood Macintosh. There you go. O- old, old white, old white men. Fleeting Woody. <laughs> Sorry. <Oof. laughs> fleeting Wood is that? What fleeting you're Wood, say? yeah, Fleeting Woody. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, one more topic. Here, nerds is the topic which is more white people nonsense, really. (laughs) The card that you want to manipulate is where the wild things are. Where the mild things are. So where Where the the wily wily things are. I would have gone where the wild things aren't. Also good. We're the wild things not. (laughs) (laughs) You have several cards in front of you. So you can pick, okay, I think I can play this on white people nonsense and i can oh, probably play this other one on ah that's yeah. the sense in which it's like cards against humanity yes yeah gotcha. so you have multiple cards and multiple topics so it's it gets kind of confusing sometimes to do it all at the same time but it's fun all right unwelcome surprises is the topic unwelcome surprises and i tell you what i'll give you two cards to pun off let's try it see if that helps chuck e cheese and cabbage patch kids we're looking for unwelcome surprises. Chuck the cheese. <laughs> up, 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 Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> unwelcome surprises. Cabbage parched kids. Pork that fell off of the uh, assembly line and into the airplane. Baggage catch pigs. <laughs> <laughs> a very unwelcome surprise would be a boiled cabbage patch kid. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with uh, Cabbage Patch Keds. You know, who wants yeah. shoes made out of cabbage? That'd be terrible. Have any of y'all seen the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender TV show? 
My Cabbage Patch Kids. That's an unwelcome surprise. No. Anyone? No, never mind. Okay, thank you. I'll be here all week. That's okay. I, I'm sure half of our audience will also not get it. That's an unwelcome surprise. <laughs> uh, so there's Chucky Doll Cheese. That would yeah, be an yeah. unwelcome Ooh. surprise. Yeah. All right, this, this topic is working. So two more cards. Still with unwelcome surprises. We have Captain Jack Sparrow and Burger King Whopper. There's a Booger King Whopper. You don't want that. <laughs> oh, very good. I'm going back to Chucky Jesus. <laughs> you know, there won't be any sequels because I heard that Captain Jack Sterrell. Unwelcome surprises, Captain Crunch Sparrow. That's what Tennille kept in the trunk of her car. It was Captain <laughs> and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> when I heard that the mummy had been stolen, it was Captain Jack Sparrow. Fair enough. That's the horse that won the Kentucky Derby a couple of years ago. Did you see that on the Gallup poll? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to throw in a more obscure reference than Arun's reference to Avatar. <laughs> I'm going to get my obscurity blanket and go suck my thumb. <laughs> Another unwelcome surprise would be a Tiger King Whopper. That would be very unwelcome. Oh, nice. How about a Turgid King Whopper? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm I'm, I'm having fun now. Two more cards. This unwelcome surprises is fun. Gone with the Wind and Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Possibly unwelcome surprises. Bone with the Wind. You know. (laughs) Unwelcome surprise for a lawyer would be Goodwill Writing. (laughs) <laughs> shopping for a football in a uh, thrift store would be goodwill punting <laughs> oh there's that famous zombie movie that takes place during civil war <laughs> sean with the wind <laughs> oh oh yeah double featured that one with goodwill haunting <laughs> nice <laughs> nice then there was the uh, zen movie one with the wind Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so Francis found his G spot and he took the G away. Speaking of unwelcome surprises, there is that mishap with that top. So we were all gone with the wind. The unwelcome surprise of flatulence, grown with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Or the one, the one about the uh, uh, the time that Harry Potter lost his uh, his favorite instrument, gone with the wand. <laughs> kite string, that would be better. The uh, unfortunate happenstance with the kite string, gone with the wind. <laughs> oh no, my friend fell off the wagon recently. He too is gone with the wind. Oh, <laughs> we have a vino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it occurred after some good soil hunting. I went by a shop and it was closed and the sign said gone will hunting (laughs) of course we all know about the heart doctor that did goodwill shunting Francis let me interrupt the flow here for a minute and ask you have you played the Punderdome game or been exposed to Punderdome is great I have not Punderdome party game it kind of plays on the same thing where you're mixing two topics together in a totally different way and it doesn't have the thing where you mark it with a marker or anything and also Shmovie of course a lot of your prompts on this one are movie titles or book titles and stuff and so with Shmovie we played the other way around where you give the players a premise and then they come up with a potential movie title 
based on the premise, and it's usually a play on an existing movie title. So let's get together and play this game in real life someday, huh? I, yes. Gonna... I think that would be an awful a lot of fun. I, I think we should do that again here, actually. I, uh, I think that might be a good um, first. Whoa, are you okay there, Arun? Uh, yes, my iPad fell over. Sorry. Oh, everything's okay. Cool. All right. Damn it, Jim. He's a mathematician, not a scientist. <laughs> 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 Let's wind up the segment by asking Francis thumbs up, thumbs down, give it a review. What? Total thumbs up. Uh, we had a couple people over. We had a great time playing it. Another important thing is that unlike Cards Against Humanity, I might be able to play this with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I accidentally played Cards Against Humanity with my mother. That was... How do you hor- accidentally... Hor- Cause, well, because none of us knew what the nature of the game was at the oh, time. okay. <laughs> yeah, we've... Uh, I've, had, I've had a couple times where it's like, teach the foreign grad students some new words. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, all right, who gets to be the one to explain this? <laughs> yeah, no, there was one point where my mom looked at a card and looked perplexed. Uh, my wife looked at the card and just had to whisper in her ear. <laughs> it was so, it was so awkward. <laughs> we, we played it with my son and we had the rule that anybody could throw out a card that would be too awkward for a parent-child yeah. relationship at <laughs> exactly. the time. So, yeah. That's probably pretty smart. Uh-huh. Did you have uh-huh. any cards left? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, we will not be playing Funniest of Show. Stick around. And we're back. All right, I think you guys know how this works. We're going to showcase a Pun Slingers game. So, um, let's see. I wrote down... The topic is... Math. (laughs) The topic is math. Just too square for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think it has its pluses and minuses. <laughs> I learned math at a Chinese restaurant. I learned to do subtraction and dim sum. <laughs> no, another fine math you've got us into, Ollie. <laughs> uh, couldn't really have sex with my wife last night because I was exponent. <laughs> If you're going to go out in public, wear a math. <laughs> Francis, next time, would it help if you had a log? <laughs> That's uh, good rhythm. Sorry, a natural log. I'm sorry, I'm still seeing. I, I, have, I have a little trouble with division thing. <laughs> yeah, I think divisibility is really bad today. <laughs> That's a sign you're getting old. Maybe let's not go off on a tangent like this. If a mathematician wanted to buy a house, would he need someone to co-sign? <laughs> you know, we were doing uh, um, lumber stores. There was a mathematician that opened a lumber store. It's, it's called Piewood. Plywood? Piewood? Oh, nice. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Gary. I have a friend who's into making little bonsai trees, you know, and he puts them in these little pots to hold them. And one of me said it wasn't doing real good. And I said, well, here's the problem. Your pot is not round. It's square. You've got square roots. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, these products, there's so many products. I don't know what to believe. Is it fact or real? <laughs> you know, these are coming faster now that we're all primed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. 
even even David is primed, even though he's so odd. Sorry, I just had to get them all out. <laughs> did, did you know that the former vice president's wife, Tipper, was a drummer? She played outdoor rhythms. Uh, nice. <laughs> that could have so easily been a dirty joke too. Good for you. <laughs> just the tip, tipper of the iceberg. <laughs> just tipper, I hardly know her. <laughs> Careful, you're gonna get censored. He didn't factor that in. I was wondering if Donald Trump ever runs out of lies, and probably he has to have the little cheat sheet, right? So he probably uses his cheat sheet to write his extra lies on his fib and note sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wonder if anybody ever saw pictures of me when I was a little kid as a mathematician in a Christmas play. I was a cute angel. <laughs> right, right. So, um, Gary, you mentioned that, that the, the president's live book, is it right next to his calendar? So then there's a Fibonacci right next to his times table. I think that would be integral. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why Donald Trump put that orange stuff all over his face? So he would be a tangent. <laughs> Donald Trump is so fond of lying. You know what he calls things that are not lies? Factals. <laughs> so you know why Trump has been having problems this week? It's because he went mathless. <laughs> These are driving me nuts. Do you have any proof? <laughs> you know, some people like to order their T-shirts really large, like extra, extra large, even though they're not really extra large people. And I was wondering, like, if you really, really went way, way overboard, would you order an infinity? Nice. That would be very irrational. <laughs> <laughs> I went to get a smoothie and they had these weird new flavors. They had, let me see, birch, pine, yew, spruce. And I was like, oh, of course, I walked into a Jamba tree. <laughs> I had the wrong tool to fix the pipe. I said, hey, I need a uh, different wrench, y'all. Oh, nice. You know, I was talking to my doctor, and I realized just how much he made. And, I, you know, I shouldn't have gone into math. I could have been a rich medic. You know, my wife and I were arguing about whether or not we had too large a garden. And I said, well, you know, we need some uh, power tools, some power equipment in this garden. And she said, no, I just don't want to do it all by hand. I said, no. No, she's against a tractor. I'm pro-tractor. <laughs> so is the person who is up for replacing the notorious CMYK, I'm sorry, the notorious RBG, is that the lowest common denominated? Ooh. So I know we're not done, but I think in this round, Gary won. I too. <laughs> See, we can go now forever. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. You want to run it binary? Who's Neri? Imagine Neri. Neri Gallic. Neri Gallup Pole. I was going to talk at the same time as David, but I was afraid we were going to end up with parallel lines. You know how some women's underwear has like underwires in it? So you can get an electric shock. And when that happens, you say, ouch, a bra. You remind me, but I always thought about anytime my wife wears a green bra, I always say that's her algae bra. So I've made that joke to people too, but I ended up solving for them, for, for my ex. Why? And you know, in the end, I was just like, why? <laughs> Beat you. <ya. laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I've been catching some Zs and you're on top of it. You know, in the Circus Sideshow, they had a bovine that could actually sing. And everybody came from miles around to hear the cow-cue-ulations. 
calculations. I'll be back with you on that one. I heard that Bessie retired after a long career because, you know, her throat just gave out. The, the doctors looked in and said the cow's calloused. You know, if people don't understand what we're talking about, they could just ax us. Ever since the pandemic came in, they've been closing down playgrounds all the time. So now they've had to post a new sign there that shows the slide rules. Nice. Ever since the pandemic, I've been drinking a lot more, especially uh, some absolute. That's what you get when you pour root beer in a square glass, right? Hey, Francis, you're my zero. (laughs) One of the greatest American zeros, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't trust these mathematician types. They're always plotting. Oh, my goodness. I accidentally muted myself. I don't know how long I've been talking to myself. Nobody missed you. Thanks. All right. (laughs) Yeah, your silence speaks volumes. The guy said he was going to come tomorrow to fix my cable. And I said, well, what time are you going to come? He says, he said he could expect from in the morning. Expect from, oh. Right, that is Is that that mathematical? It is, it is. It was the the, the spectrum of the cable operator. All right. Well, with with that... um... Go out with a whimper. (laughs) Feeling obtuse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 with that very obtuse pun. Try, try a different angle. Go out with a whimper <laughs> instead of a big bang, right? So, Aaron, I have, I have a question for you. Can you take these math puns and graft them together? I will, but first we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll help you consume another form of entertainment with the panache of a punster. And we are back. As always, you can go to punintensive.com or facebook.com slash punintensive and all those other things. Please do, please send us email to episode 37 at punintensive.com. And you might be like one of our previous guests who sent us an email and ended up as a guest on the show. So let's go to plugs real quick. Assuming everything goes well with the pandemic... That was a weird sentence. Is there a date set for the 2021 pun-off? I have no official announcement for that other than it will always be on this Saturday after Mother's Day. So we'll see if it is again this coming year. Hopefully we will all have, from what I've heard, immunity works. From what I've heard, immunity works. (laughs) (laughs) Almost lost that one, David. You're going to take a jab at him, huh? Francis, do you have a new record coming out or something like that? What about your last album? So, yeah, my last album is still there. (laughs) It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You can buy it off of Amazon. It's everywhere music is streamed or sold. It's called Trains in the Night. It is instrumental music recorded over the sounds of actual trains. Kind of like imagine putting a painting on top of a picture, a photograph. That's That's kind of what I was trying to do. So you can learn more about me at francismcrath.com. And we hope it won't be his last album. Does anybody, does anybody have uh, anything else that they might want to tell the audience about that's happening in their life other than grandchildren? Wait, I have grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Not that, that I know you of. know of. 
<laughs> All right. So then we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But before we do... We are going to all give advice to our audience. See, we're slowly seeing the return of team sporting events, but with little or no fans in the stands. What can you do at home in front of your TV to adequately demonstrate support for your favorite teams? Well, we will tell you. So, for example, you may have noticed that some promotions in the bleachers this year, like Comedy Central's South Park Gang and the basketball bleachers this season, what you probably haven't noticed are the Clorox bleachers, which really seems like a missed opportunity. Arun Debray? Well, I don't have any device, uh, advice. It's just too overwhelming. The Patriots are deflated. Baseball fans, they're stealing home. And baseball teams are on strike. Swimmers are having a stroke. Nobody in the stands... How can we do outstanding at the standoff if the stands are off? I don't understand. This is cheer lunacy. It's hopeless. I give up. <laughs> well, well, well there, go, there, there goes all my puns. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, and Francis McGrath. My team is not doing well, and I am pirate. I'm seeing reds. This has been brewing for some time, and I don't think I can brave another season. They got off to a rocky start. Haven't been very athletic, and I've had my fillies of them. I'm mad because they've obviously met their match and don't and gels together. The best they can do is end in a tie. Grr. Sure, they stay up all night having Padres, eating Orioles and Marlin Mars and playing cards. I even looked them up online and everything I read sucks. Royally. Last year, they kicked ass rose in the national standings and had a ray of sunshine this year i just get to cry on my yankees i am blue jay is too we're twins you know his fiance gave her diamond back why would he want to marry in her anyway i've seen wives sock their husbands jive ants are mad in diane's mind they do better playing dodgers ball well she is derangered Amazing. <laughs> and David Guggenheim. Well, after that, uh, do I have to? No, um, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking I'm going to get out from in front of the TV and go out in the garden and uh, root for the team. Nice. But um, I know we'd do that. <laughs> and Gary Halleck. Uh, well, you know, some sports fans can be very superstitious or or perhaps even arrogant about how their own behavior might possibly affect the performance of their favorite teams. You know, they'll insist on wearing a favorite jersey or a cap or even crazy makeup for fear that they might jinx their team if they don't. Well, I've taken this little ritual even to the furthest opposite extreme. I always watch my teams play buck naked. And I'm virtually certain that they are all performing much better because I'm not there in the stadium. Also, I think that being naked is a good strategy for ensuring social distancing because it does tend to keep my friends from wanting to come over and watch the game with me. Uh, and that's really okay with me, though, because, you know, more chips and salsa for me. Besides, you know, I don't want them to catch me in a double dribble. You know what I mean. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, I am Aaron Faisal. I'm signing off with the catchphrase. We'll see you next time.